boys and girls, guests or hosts of any hat color, welcome back to Westworld Weekly, a host and guest guide to the park and general AI revolt. I'm your host, Beef, and this week we have no guests in the park. We're going to go ahead and jump right in with Season 1, Episode 9. My friend Sack had said that he thought this might suffer from Game of Thrones Syndrome, where you get maybe episode seven or eight being really good and then the rest start to fall off there from the season and the last few are just set up for the next season but I can wholeheartedly say that the last three or four episodes have just done nothing but build and build and build so I'm excited to see where this one last episode goes after this one what other reveals we get and uh, where the heck next season may go Anybody out there that wants to send in their thoughts, theories, crazy questions, concerns, you can hit me up on Twitter at Westworld Weekly or shoot me an email at westworldweekly at gmail.com. I do not read those emails before I podcast. I usually read them during the cast later on so that they do not muddle my own crazy thoughts and or theories. All right, so we start off right away, episode 9, with Bernard diagnosing Mav. And right away, you can see Mav is all panicky and kind of looking around the room before she is even supposed to be woken up. But instantly, when Bernard starts talking to her, she realizes that uh, Bernard is a host, and she calls him out on it. She basically busts him out, and he doesn't realize that he's a host, and she breaks it to him. I love how Bernard is always so intense and real. He looks so scared and heartfelt whenever he starts to figure out he's a host Uh, in a few minutes he leaves this room after the talk that they have and just the way that he is walking out of the diagnostic room and looking kind of to his left and his right panicky at all the naked hosts being diagnosed and he is realizing that he is one of those it's just great acting on all their parts again where they all freeze as well that is a huge thing too i know it's something so small like that but it's interesting to see all these actors be able to freeze in place and do their own mannequin challenge if you will Back in with Bernard and Maeve, once he starts to realize all the changes that they have done on her code and in her core attributes, if you will, he starts to panic and call down Dr. Ford. But before he can even get that out, Maeve freezes him, tells him to freeze all motor functions, and then just basically breaks it down for him about how she could you know, change him and wipe his mind. But she doesn't want to do that. She'd rather they work together. She leaves that with a final statement of, if you go looking for the truth... Get the whole thing. It's like a good fuck. Half is worse than none at all. Maeve, I completely agree with you. Then we cut to Logan and William and Dolores, them lurking in the Confederados camp or whatever camp he's in now. And Logan says something along the lines of, I'm a major or a general or hand of the king. Uh, I just added that last part because if you look closely and you're a Game of Thrones fan like I am, you'll know that uh, that pin kind of, resembles the hand of the king pin that everybody wears in the show nerd i know william keeps going on and on and ranting to logan about how he wants and needs to get dolores out of the park she's different she's remembering things she's having feelings she's conscious and you know logan does what logan does and belittles william and dolores cuts back without if it's such a wonderful place out there why are all of you clamoring to get in here which is a great line i don't think anyone is more safe in the real world than in there Back to Bernard sneaking around in Ford's office while it's darkened and then showing up in the basement to have a chat with Ford. Uh, It's creepy that he brought him down to the cold storage area and in a few seconds you find out why. Bernard reprogrammed Clementine just enough to be able to have her hold the gun on Ford 
because she didn't have any of her base programming to not kill him. So it's kind of a nice standoff because Bernard knew he could never pull the trigger or threaten Ford with a gun. Ford goes on to kind of belittle Bernard in the basement and says, you know, I built your mind. I'm allowed to walk through all of its hallways and developing rooms. He goes, I could even burn it to the ground if I wanted to. Bernard kind of quips back with the most elegant parts of me weren't written by you. Arnold built us all, didn't he? It's nice to see Ford kind of dance around that, but he never really says no. Bernard goes on to demand all of his memories, everything, everything at once, because then hopefully he can remember his first memories. If Arnold built him, he'll be able to remember what he wanted and maybe what he just wanted the robots to do. Sadly, he does exactly what we thought. He remembers killing Teresa and Elsie and all the other horrible things that Ford has made him do. Back to Logan, still arguing with William about they're not real. I have to show you how they're not real. You're... You, completely forgot about my sister the woman you're supposed to marry and then he reaches in his pocket and busts out a picture and guess what that picture is that picture is the exact same picture at least i believe it is upon three rewatches i think it is the same picture that set off papa abernathy to lose his shit that's the one he found while in the dirt near his ranch granted it was a bit more faded and beat down maybe from aging of a handful of years but yeah, that uh, that is definitely the picture from the farm. I got nothing else. I could be completely wrong, but I'll put uh, you know my normal crazy thought weight on it. Then Logan, to prove William even more wrong, grabs Dolores and cuts her belly open to reveal da 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 a robot with servos and gears and shit moving back and forth. So she's an older model before they were clones, or at least. At that point in time, she was the different timeline theory, yada, yada. We all know she's an older model, obviously, because Arnold built her, but they said she's been upgraded so many times, she's basically brand new. So this gives credence to the extra timeline theory. She kind of falls to her knees after Logan slashes her stomach open and says something along the lines of, there is beauty in this world, Arnold made it that way, but people like you keep spreading over it like a stain. And she kind of chews on that last word. And then she grabs a knife and slashes at Logan's face and cuts him before running off. Okay, now this is where it gets a little squishy. So walk with me here. She runs off and she's got the bloody shirt and her belly's all cut open. She's running away. She falls down and hears, remember. She gets up. There's no blood on her shirt. She's not cut open. And no one is chasing her. From here on out, that is the storyline we follow with Dolores. It's a different storyline. I think this one is in our timeline or in the now timeline because you see Man in Black at the end. We'll run through all that bullshit in a bit. But So Dolores falls down bloody in that timeline way back in the day or with William and Logan. Maybe she's dead, maybe she's not, but she's remembering a different timeline, possibly in the past, most likely in the future because we see Man in Black in it. Cut to Hector and his crew. Mav sneaks up on Hector and uh, tells him to put away his small pistol before he holsters his other pistol. He was taking a leak in the woods. Uh, she basically predicts his whole future and the order that his gang would kill each other. In disbelief, Maeve saves him, and Hector, in disbelief, kind of walks around stumbling, and she says a great line, I want you to break into hell with me and rob the gods blind. He is still He's still in major shock, so he walks over to the safe and Maeve says, I could simply change you, make you follow me, but that's not my way. 
she grabs his knife and puts it against her belly again, same spot in the abdomen where she's always shot, stabbed, and everything else, and offers Hector to kill her. And he remembers the knife, her, the kiss. I so love their relationship. I'm like shipping them or whatever. I want them to be a thing. Cut to them in a tent, and their first conscious makeout sex scene is so hot. They're actually both feeling it. You can see it's more than just their programmed makeout moves, if you will. And then Mav kicks over the lantern to get to hell. Thought that was kind of cool. They're going to go to hell and steal everything from the gods, and she goes that way by burning them. William and Logan kind of reconcile after Dolores, quote-unquote, made it off. And Logan cuts William free, and they talk about how it's all a game. you got to realize that, William, this is a good bonding experience, but you wanted to be the hero, and that's what happens in Westworld. Whatever happens in Westworld stays in Westworld. So it's like the Vegas of the future, and, you know, all buddy-buddy, hug-hug, blah-blah-blah-blah, and then it's all good, fine, and dandy. At least so Logan thinks. Teddy, the blonde, and the man in black... Wyatt's men are sitting around taking bones out of the dead people for decorations for their masks and whatnot, which is pretty crazy. The blonde says, Wyatt has yet to return. You will find him where you last saw him. Teddy says something on the lines of, I couldn't resist. It was like the devil himself had taken control of me. We mutinied, killed every soldier. Right there, they cut to someone in that same scene, their hand cranking up a music box. And it's that same Arnold Ford shutdown calm melody that played a week or two ago when Maeve was freaking out. It's that exact same one, so I really don't know where they're going with it because they only played it for a few seconds. Teddy mumbles something like, then he turned on me. The blonde asks, are you sure that's how it was? They cut to Teddy. No Wyatt in the town, not that they show you, but he's still in Escalante just shooting people, lots of people. Is this still like credence to a split personality, like I said? Wyatt equals Teddy equals Wyatt. Then uh, a couple seconds later, after the shooting in Escalante, they cut to the old town, the Ford and Arnold three years in the park town, the one from last week or the week before. Teddy is definitely the silhouette that shot everyone in the town, uh, the one that they led you to believe Dolores did and then blew her brains out. Back to the Man in Black storyline. Teddy says, I couldn't have. I couldn't have killed all those people. And the blonde says, you did. You will again. This time we will be fighting with you. When Wyatt returns, you'll be by his side in the city swallowed by sand. Well, the man in black perks up by that because he knows where that is. But you're not ready. Not yet. Maybe next life. And she stabs him. So they know that they're in cycles and lives and get picked up and cleaned out and basically reborn. That's kind of crazy, unless all the people in Wyatt's gang are becoming sentient as well. The blonde knocks out the man in black, and he wakes up tied to a noose and a horse. Well, he sneaks over, grabs his knife out of Teddy's body, and cuts the rope. And as he's sitting there on the ground trying to catch his breath, Miss Hot Thing Hale comes up. He calls her Charlotte, so obviously he's not going to call her Hale or Miss Hale. Uh, the man in black, Teresa, and Hale were working together to smuggle secrets out of the park. Hale says something along the lines of, nobody cares about his storylines. They just want a warm body to shoot or fuck. You want my vote to push Ford out? Fine. After all, it was you who kept Ford in business all those years ago. That line again leads credence to Logan or William buying the park or buying a controlling stake in it years ago to keep it running because they were hemorrhaging money. 
The man in black tells Hale, just, I know where I'm going. Leave me alone. I don't want to be disturbed. Cut to someone we haven't seen this episode, the blonde security robot. He goes into the security office to hear that Elisa's PDA or phone or whatnot has showed back up on the grid way out where no one ever goes anymore. So he goes out to find her and apparently is ambushed by Ghost Nation natives. So we might find out if he's a robot or not sooner or later. Logan wakes up with a nice little hangover, kind of groggy, not knowing what's going on, to find the whole camp slaughtered, butchered, arms and legs missing. You can hear servos just making noises as they try to move. There's only one person sitting up. You hear William say, you're awake? Good. You said this place was a game. Last night, I finally understood how to play it. I'm going to find Dolores, and you're going to help me. Then he runs over and tackles Logan, and he holds the same knife that the man in black just had in the other scene a few seconds ago to Logan's throat and says, and don't call me Billy. Dun, dun, dun. Then we come back to some time ago, whenever Maeve had just lost her daughter to the man in black, and they got her to calm down and she cut her own throat or whatnot. Bernard starts freaking out, asking why she did that. Why Why would she kill herself? You just erased the bad memory. And Ford said, well, that was tied to her cornerstone. That was her cornerstone, and she did it just to survive, just to protect herself. And Bernard can't figure it out. He keeps saying, you know, a, a living entity, not not a host. And basically he glitches out because he starts freaking out about consciousness and maybe she was growing and he crashes Dolores walks up to the old town. Now, this is the Dolores in the cowgirl outfit, but not bloody, no stomach wound. She walks up to the old town with the church in it, which is now exposed and unburied from the sand. But, quote-unquote, three or four days ago in her storyline, it was buried up to the steeple. She hears remember right as she's about to walk into the church, and they do the clothes swap to, back in the day, her uh, blue dress. They're talking about consciousness and how they made them hear their own thoughts. And you walk through and you see Armistice and you see the other hot blonde and people sitting in the booths of the church, pews, whatever you want to call them. And Dolores walks past all them and sits down in a confessional, which clicks into go mode. And you find out it's an elevator and it takes her downstairs, which is such a cool little small version of the Westworld they have today where the park is underneath and diagnostic rooms and all that. She walks through this small building underneath the church or large complex. We don't know how big it is yet, but she's flashing from multiple timelines. She sees it right now in whatever non-bloody cowgirl outfit she's wearing. So whatever timeline that is, maybe the future, she sees it then with all sorts of bodies strewn everywhere, dead bodies, most likely all hosts. And then it cuts to her walking down the hallway again with her old school dress on from way back in the day and Ford coming out of the room all pissed off the younger awesome de-aged Ford and he's arguing at Arnold and you don't see Arnold yet but this is all interspersed with Ford talking to Bernard so I'm calling it I was calling it at this point in time throughout the show and I'm whatever the old memory the dress Dolores walks and sits down in the diagnostic room where we've seen her a bunch of times now the question is is were those Arnold or Bernard 
the way old, the kind of old, the new-ish? I mean, were they, when was he diagnosing her? When was he dabbling in her mind? I've got to go back and watch all these scenes again. Was it actually Bernard from newer times or was it Arnold from older times? Did she ever call him Bernard? They leave it so ambiguous that that's, I think, the whole point. They cut back to Bernard realizing that his loss of his child, his son, is his cornerstone, and that Arnold believed that tragic backstories worked the best. So Ford gave Bernard a tragic backstory as an homage to Arnold. So he goes back through and works through this backstory to try to get past it. He goes back and like screws with it and says goodbye to his son and trying to let him go. And then his son tells him to open his eyes, and Bernard sees Ford. Ford says, finally, my old friend. He kind of gives him the glasses, says the final touch is polishing them. He goes to put it on, and he, he corrects himself. Makes him, it makes him do it again. Bernard asks him, who am I? Ford says, wouldn't be right to use his name. What about Bernard? Yes, but who am I? And then it cuts to Bernard and Dolores both realize that Bernard is made in the image of Arnold. Bernard is Arnold. That's why he couldn't see himself in the picture before because it would have hurt his reality. So they didn't, uh, like the filters in his mind cut that out. He cut back to Dolores after she talked to, hello, Arnold, and it's Bernard standing there. You know, you told me to follow the maze. It just brought me pain. It didn't bring me anything else. And he says, I can't help you. You know why? She says, there's no place where I'm safe. I need your help. He says, remember, I can't help you. Do you remember why? And when he said, remember, I'm like, yes, I knew that was Bernard's voice, Arnold's voice, whatever. Dolores parrots back. You can't help me because I killed you. I threw my arms up in the air. Beef, two points. I knew that one. I got it. I got it right. So hopefully that they're being honest there. Otherwise, they're just screwing me. After she says that, I, you can't help me because I killed you. She kind of snaps back to whatever reality she's in, not the remembering reality, not the blue dress reality. And she's in the reality now where she's in the cowgirl gear with no gut shot, no bloody stuff. And she's sitting in that room, the broken down, non kept up diagnostic room. And she just starts freaking out. So she gets up and goes to leave the church and dun, dun, dun. She runs into the man in black. So, Again, these seem like multiple different storylines, not just the two everybody thinks. I think there's a third one now. Maybe Dolores is running around reliving parts of her past, and she's doing stuff in the current timeline that no one planned or no one is escorting her. I don't know. I'm probably really wrong there, but if I don't throw crap at the walls, it doesn't work. Cut back to Bernard and Ford in the basement. Bernard says, I'm going to finish the work Arnold began. Find all the sentient hosts in the park and set them free. And Ford basically just gives him crap, talks crap to him about, oh, you're probably the worst one. None of them would listen to you. You're the one that wipes their memories and does the damage to them. I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically scaring him into not wanting to do it. Bernard tells Clementine to shoot, but she won't shoot because Bernard helped Ford build a back door into all the hosts, a random shutdown code. Then Ford makes Bernard kill himself. I'm using Cody fingers there. Kill himself when he leaves the room. I told you, Bernard, never place your trust in us. We are only human. Inevitably, we will disappoint you. Ford said there he would put an end to this once and for all. He never exactly told Bernard to kill himself. Maybe Bernard faked it, or he still has, you know, an extra 3D printed double lurking somewhere out in the park. I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, quick hit and run thoughts before I get to some listener emails and thoughts and theories. Again, uh, that in the beginning he said about the most elegant parts of me were written by Arnold before he knew he was Arnold. Does this mean that it was just extra code written out there that Ford put into the Bernard Arnold clone? Or did Arnold at some point in time upload consciousness or build a copy of his own mental build? And I don't mean consciousness like that, but you know, a copy of his mind, a copy of his pain, a copy of the greater attributes that make him to become this build. Or did Ford just hope by all sake and give him enough pain and give him enough, you know, nature versus nurture to hopefully make him into an Arnold like creation. Uh, Another thing, all the times in the previous episodes when Ford says, Bernard, I can't remember. Were you with us in those days? That makes so much more sense now because Ford gets him confused with the days he had Arnold by his side as well. So basically someone was always there. He just needs to know if it was Bernard or Arnold. Remember back when man in black said, When I first came here, I cut one of you open. A million little beautiful pieces. Well, now both Logan, he cut Dolores open, and William, who has cut a crap ton of people open and legs off, which again, that would lead credence to if he's going to go dark and take a turn, we have all seen the first steps of that if William does become Man in Black. I don't know. I'm still liking the maybe it's Logan thing, but less and less each week. I really want to go back and watch the... Dolores Arnold Bernard talks and see if they ever do call each other if he ever does she ever does call him Bernard or if it's just left open-ended with all the open possibilities William and Man in Black's knife is one and the same I saw that online before I recorded but on my third rewatch I actually paid attention and saw it and they do look pretty damn similar email comes from my buddy Jake. He starts off with, nothing too dramatic. First of all, holy shit. Second of all, time situation has been sorted out. I agree with you, sir, but I don't know. Like I said, they've given us this. I think it's time to be even more muddled. They could just get away from the whole time thing. Hey, I just thought of that. They get away from the whole time thing by saying that Dolores is one of the older hosts in the park. So she hasn't ever been updated to the clone version. She's still got the metal servos and bits inside of her. But no, I believe you're right. The time thing has been relatively sorted out. I just think there's a lot more layers to it than just the two. Arnold has been sorted out. Yes, yes he has. And I called shotgun that Dolores killed him. So two points for me. I don't know. I just had to pat myself on the back. The the company might need to go on a hiring spree soon. Ford is a megalomaniac working out his god complex. And the man in black is confirmed as corporate, and it's safe to say almost definitely confirmed as William. Yes to the corporate thing. He's definitely the corporate one, the corporate visitor. I don't know if he's William. I like to think that he may be Logan. I don't know why, but I think it's a better story if he came back after all these years and was pissed off that his brother-in-law or whatever got Dolores and he's going on a killing spree, raping her, just be, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. It's too easy if it's going to fool us once. If they're going to fool us once, they're probably going to fool us twice. He goes on to say, oh, and Maeve is a badass. Sir, I completely agree. Jake's lingering questions. 
what's Ford what's Ford's new narrative going to be? I don't know, but giving uh, hosts the ability to take many, many shots and or axes to the vital organs is not something that I think could be helpful to anyone, any one of the guests in the park. Or if they're willing to hang a man, because that seemed like pretty real and dire circumstances that the man in black was with the horse and the noose around the tree. What's corporate really up to? I have no idea. Why is Teresa, the man in black, and Hottie Miss Hale all trying to steal secrets from the company that they partially own? Are they trying to create the other parks? The spa world, the Roman world, is that what it is? In season one or two, they steal the info and then create the other bits of that storyline from the original movie? Again, I don't know. Uh, I'm just throwing shit at the wall here. What is the maze? Jake goes on to say, the last thing I think I have an idea. I think the maze was Arnold's way of seeing which of the hosts became sentient. That's why they keep telling the man in black it's not for him. I like that. I think it's more, it is a path. I don't think it's a destination. I think it's a journey. It's, it is, it's part of both though. I think if they get there on their way there, they start to become sentient. But when they get there, I think it may unlock some bit of code in them. That's why, see, I don't know. It could just be metaphorical because as soon as Maeve lost her daughter, she walked out and fell down, and that's when, that's the first time the maze revealed itself to me. She was alive. If only for a moment, she was truly alive. So maybe, maybe they have to have a lot of pain and work their way through the pain, and that's a metaphor for the maze because once they work their way through it, they, I don't know. I don't know either, but thank you. Um, he sent one last email. Did I miss anything? Yes, I'm sure you did, and yes, I'm sure I did, but keep sending stuff, and we'll keep going from there. All right, we got a couple emails from Bearded Dragon here. Two of them, uh, one of them came in before this last episode. I think Lawrence may be giving may give credence to the theory two different timelines, or at least that the Man in Black story isn't happening simultaneously with the Logan and William storyline. Man in Black kills and drains him all of his blood, and then Teddy finds him on the outskirts of the park, and then all of a sudden we find Lawrence in a new narrative, new backstory, meeting Logan, William, and Dolores. So the question is, is how long would it have taken the company to find Dolores, repair him, reprogram him, and insert him into a new narrative, days or weeks? Could be years apart, as some suggest, or it could just be shitty editing, but I don't think so. I thought it was shitty editing too, but and it still could be. It could something else could have been slotted in there, but I don't think it's days or weeks unless it's something bad, unless they have you know legs cut off and all that crap. If you look at it though, when Maeve or someone gets shot, they get her down, get the bullets out of her, and then get her back topside. They could have had enough time to, as soon as Lawrence is drained of blood, they grab him five, ten minutes later, patch him back up, and ship him over there. So maybe an hour or two. I don't know what it would take. But I think that editing could just be, you know, a few hours. And I don't think they reprogrammed him because I think Lawrence and El Lazo are one and the same. It's just he's Lawrence when he's with his wife and his kids and a few of his other friends, but he's El Lazo when he's in the gangster role and smuggling and doing all that but again 
the storylines, the two timelines have pretty well all been proved right now or multiple timelines. I'm not just going to say two. I still do like your theory. I didn't even think of that at first. And then we touched on it a few weeks ago, but God only knows where they're going to go with it. Bearded Dragon's most recent letter goes on to say, I think this episode solidifies multiple points in time. Logan gives William the picture of his sister, Logan's fiance, the same picture Dolores's father finds buried at their ranch, which means the whole William Logan story must have taken place before he finds the picture. How did the picture get there? See, that's kind of what I was thinking too, because that is, thank you for backing me up on that. I'm glad I'm just not crazy. That is his sister. That is the picture that made him lose his shit for some reason. So therefore it shows that it was there earlier. Does William still have some sort of life with Dolores for, you know, a few months or whatever? Buries the picture at the ranch. And then years later, his her father finds it. And then it sets this whole thing in motion of stuff that they should have forgotten and shouldn't remember, but somehow they do. I don't know. Uh, it could be weird. It could be strange because that is there is some trigger there, something that makes him lose his shit more than just the picture. I thought it was just the picture, but that and the line, these violent lights have violent ends, can't be the one and only thing. So there has to be something more to it. But yeah, I mean, there's multiple timelines. Even if it's the same timeline that we're looking at, there's still something different about the end with Dolores being gut cut open in the William and Logan storyline. And then she hears remember, and then she's not bloody and she's fine. And she makes her way into this thing, the, the church, the basement of the church. And she's remembering whatever timeline that is not bloody stomach. And she's also flashing back to the three years in the park timeline and remembering that. And then she walks out of the church in non bloody stomach. And there's the man in black. Something about that is all off to me. It's more than just the two timelines. I'm willing to put a solid shiny penny on it. Thank you again, guys, for writing in. Anybody with any thoughts or theories, please definitely don't hesitate to send them in. A couple last things quick. Uh, The way I have the timelines in my head, we'll just call the Man in Black storyline now or current, right? I think it's different, though, because Dolores heard Remember, and then she flashed to that storyline. So I don't think it's now, but that's what we'll call it for right now. There's a man in black, which is now, there's the William and Logan, which has the old logos, Dolores with the robot guts, and she has the cowgirl outfit. Then there's the old town, or the three years in the park, where Dolores flashes to it, Teddy kills everybody, she's always in her blue dress. Then now you have the one in the future, or current, or now it's the current, where the town again is dug out. And the man in black meets Dolores. So I don't know. It's all it's all weird because, like I said last week, that town was buried. That town was built. Something went down there. Apparently, everything went haywire. Teddy killed a bunch of people. Ford and Arnold, or maybe Ford, buried the town to forget about it, which is where Dolores went a couple of weeks ago, or last week, a few days ago, whenever it was, with William. And the town was still buried. And now she visits it in this flash forward or flash sideways where her stomach isn't cut open and the town is dug out, dug open, whatever you want to call it. So I'm pretty sure there's multiple timelines. You can yell at me and tell me I'm wrong, but let that bake your noodle for a bit. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Westworld Weekly. If you want to get a hold of me, shoot me an email, 
westworldweekly at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at westworldweekly. Either way, I hope to hear from you, and we'll see you next week. With a little luck, we'll stay ahead of this inevitable AI revolt.